With us today, Julie Burwell, the author of Life on the Rocks, Building a Future for Coral Reefs. And this, this is a, a, just an inspiring book uh, because I think most of us with global climate change are familiar with things going away. And in the case of the coral reefs, I'll let you tell it, Julie, um, they've been hammered, haven't they, worldwide? Yeah, it's it's a it's a really tough story. Um, the The problem with coral reefs, well, there's lots of <laughs> there's lots of problems, um, but the major one is really climate change, and the oceans have taken up about ninety percent of the heat that our atmosphere has captured from you know burning fossil fuels, and so as a result, the oceans are already a degree and a half about warmer than they were at the beginning of the industrial revolution. And we don't exactly know why, but for corals, it's a really big problem because corals are like this, they're animals, which is, um, you know, something that isn't so obvious when you look at them, they sort of look like plants, but they, yeah. And they have that flower shape and they're so colorful, but they're really animals just like we are. And they have nervous systems and digestive systems and all the things we have. But what makes them so kind of like magical, what's their superpower is this is actually a plant that lives in their tissue, these algae, and they photosynthesize and make sugar and they feed 90% of that sugar to the coral. So the coral is really living off of this symbiosis. But we don't exactly know why, but when the water warms by about two degrees, the algae and the corals symbiosis falls apart. And so the coral basically starves to death and that's called a bleaching. And those bleachings are happening all over the world. I mean, we're almost in a constant state of bleaching. And if, if the water stays warm too long, the coral basically starves to death. Now, most of us have, if, if not dove into waters where there might be a reef or, or was a reef, um, are familiar with this and would say, oh, you know, they're bright, colorful, wonderful things. But is that really the biggest problem? You know, I mean, everything is being uh, prioritized, I suppose, as we go down this climate change road. But you, your book points out the value of Carl and Carl Weiss. And, and, you know, you could put a dollar figure on it. Yeah. I mean, the, so coral reefs do a bunch of stuff for us up on land. Well, because, like you mentioned, when you dive, you see how like intricate and, um, and just incredibly um, <laughs> like city-like almost reefs are. And so they provide homes for tons and tons of marine creatures. A quarter of all the marine creatures live on coral reefs at some point in their life. And as a result, people who get their major source of protein from the oceans, they depend on the coral reefs too. And it's estimated that between a half a billion and a billion people fall into that category. So if the reefs went away, we're gonna have a huge problem feeding people up here on land. And then there's another thing reefs do, which is amazing is that they absorb the um, power of storms, when the storms come hurtling towards land, a coral reef can absorb about 90%, 97% of that energy. So they're like the best protection against hurricanes and storms for coastal regions, which are often pummeled by storms. So as so the reefs, yeah, they as the reefs- as, They serve as buffers. 
Yeah, for, exactly. For yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, they have these really big benefits for us up here on land also. And then of course there's like the tourism industry and fish, you know, commercial recreational fishing, like all the things people love to do in the ocean. And so, yeah, I, I mean, the numbers can vary, but it's, you know, in the many billions, hundreds of billions of dollars um, mm -hmm. that coral reefs uh, provide in economic benefit. We're talking with Julie Burwell, the author of Life on the Rocks, which is about Carways now. So far, we've talked about bleaching and how they're all going away. But guess what, folks? There's a positive sign. <laughs> Julie, didn't, Julie didn't just write this book to cry on your shoulder. Uh, and I think it's very inspiring because you you find out all things you well, most of us don't know, never knew. But um, this idea of rebuilding, uh, how is that going? I mean, I know that's a very complicated question, but you 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 point out in places where this is going on. Um, where, where are we at with that now, Julie? Yeah, it's so that that was really the the coolest part of writing this book. And I think you know, for for years, the idea has always been like, let's with nature. Like, if we don't mess with it, it will just come back. You know, that's kind of the idea behind conservation. Like, let's just set this stuff aside, and it will return to its normal state. And nature is really resilient. But with coral, it seems like they need a helping hand um, because the, the things, the assaults are coming sort of so quickly. Um, and so in, in different places around the world, yeah, people are growing coral in orchards. Like that's happening a lot in Florida where people are creating these sort of like PVC trees that float in the ocean and then tying coral on pieces, fragments of coral on almost like Christmas ornaments. And then they grow and then eventually you can, they get big enough that you can glue them back on the reef. Wow. And there's huge, yeah, there's huge like armadas of volunteers helping with that. And then in some, one of the big problems for coral in the Caribbean is that their reproductive systems are sort of failing because there's been so much sickness that's gone through the Caribbean. So there, there's other people doing these massive, like collecting the spawn from the coral and then doing huge in vitro fertilizations and then growing up baby corals and putting those back on the reefs in like the hundreds of thousands. So that's an incredible project. And then um, in Indonesia, I saw this really cool project where one of the big problems there is called blast fishing. Yeah, I where, read about that, and I thought, yeah. oh, what, what next? You know, right? What, huh. I know, um, but the problem is after you throw a bomb on a reef, obviously you destroy it, it becomes rubble, and then the coral can't get a foothold to sort of grow again. Um, so they're they have these rebar structures that they're putting out that stabilize the reef, and really quickly, like within eighteen months or so, you'll start to see a reef that looks beautiful and vibrant again. So these projects are are working, and um, and the idea is to like create, you know, almost like when we know uh, a flu is going around or even like COVID is going around, the healthier we can be. Um, the better we'll be able to withstand the, the stressors that are coming our way. So the idea is with these projects, like let's get these reefs healthy so that they can withstand all the stuff that's being thrown at them. Yeah. It's like not enough to have global warming. We've got people throwing bombs 
in the water. I know. Talk I know. about cyanide fishing where they're using poison and things like this. I mean, I guess we're talking about uh, folks that that are, are trying to just live, right? I mean, exactly. And and so yeah. it's 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 I guess we want to say understandable, but boy, if only they, you know, those tactics right. are just so destructive. Are are just are gonna just provide such a problem for you folks that are trying to build it back. But now, another thing you mentioned, Julia, I want you to ask, talk about this, and that's about the folks that are doing it at home. They're building coral at home. They're in aquariums. Because yeah. you, know, you mentioned that's a huge growing thing. Um, oh, I'm so happy you brought that up. Um, yeah, I mean, there are there are people that the coral reef aquarium world is one of the most interesting parts of the story because um, in their reefs, like you're saying, like in their aquaria, in their living rooms and basements and <laughs> wherever, you know, people right. are growing tons and tons of coral. And there's a lot of, it's a huge genetic repository of coral that's up here on land that people are taking really great care of. And what's super cool is the people who are out in the ocean trying to replant the reefs, they've taken a lot of the techniques from the aquarium world up here on land, and they're now using them to help grow, grow more corals. So, I mean, one of the amazing things is if you take a coral and you cut it, it, it will grow like five times faster than if you don't cut it. And so this is called fragging and the aquarium industry figured this out a while back. And now the scientists and the people who are regrowing coral reefs in the ocean are using this technique to like really increase the speed at which they can grow coral. And a lot of the other, like the, the, um, they don't like the little plugs that they grow coral on and the kind of cement that they use all these little details they've also taken from the aquarium industry which has been innovating around this for decades so it's, super it's just cool fascinating that, that yeah something we think of is oh it's way off in the caribbean or, or wherever uh is right at home in a lot of people's things um yeah one, one of the things i wanted to ask you was or, or let the the listeners know because we hear so much about uh, in the news today about billionaires going into space or doing this, doing that, or always being commented. You got a billionaire in your book that's not not looking for a lot of attention, but doing some great conservation work. I'm talking about Frank Mars of Mars Incorporated. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting story too. Probably one that he doesn't want to dwell on, or you know, you don't hear about him. But uh, you know, when when I read it in your book, I thought. Oh, no, that's good. You know, somebody who's just doing it because they want to do it, not, not because they want to get attention. You know, that is one of the most interesting things. And I, I got to say, like, even after spending time with him and with his project, I still don't have my arms wrapped around it in terms of how come there isn't more attention paid to it. I mean, I think I know he loves coral. He loves the reefs and he feels very passionately that the ocean um, is in a, you know, this ecosystem is critical to the ocean's health. So there is, there's that piece of it. But yeah, I mean, the reefs I was talking about in Indonesia, that was, that has been funded and supported. All the research and development around it has come from the Mars Candy Bar Company because of Frank Mars, who's the grandson 
of the founder of that company. And I mean, they just invest year after year in understanding what it takes to do a really successful coral restoration project, and they've really done it. Um, and so, yeah, the word does need to get out more about it. And um, I was surprised when I discovered it. And then I went and saw it and I was even more surprised because it's so beautiful. Um, so you're right, it's, a, it's an untold story or a story that hasn't been told as widely as, as you might think. We're talking with Julie Burwell, the author of Life on the Rocks, and talking about untold stories. There's, <clears throat> there's a number of them in there. I guess it depends on, you know, if, if your knowledge of the sea extends to Sea Hunt with uh, <laughs> With that old TV show, then yeah. that was that was in black and white, by the way. <laughs> okay. Then, then you you know you there's all kinds of revelations in your book. But <laughs> where where are you where do you stand, Julie? Where are we going with this? I mean, obviously, no one knows because of of the weather and and uh, world conditions. But are you optimistic? Because obviously, um, you've told some things that a lot of us never knew that are going on. That it looks like wow, we're fighting back. Um, what's, what's to come, Julie? Gosh, uh, Steve, it's a tough question. I know. You know, at, the, know. End, at the end of the book, I sort of use this metaphor of like the coin has been flipped and it's up there spinning in the air and we just don't know which way it's going to land. And, you know, hopefully we can put some weight, the coin, put some weight on the coin so that it lands, on the side of health for the coral reefs, but it's a, yeah, I mean, it's not a sure thing. It's not it's, a sure thing. It's a story yet to be told. Well, you'll have yeah. to, you'll have to do, we'll come up with another edition. So we'll, we'll know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, to be continued. Right. Yeah. Right. And one last thing, Julie, how's your daughter doing? Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking that. The book also includes the story of my daughter and her struggles with mental health, which sure. uh, I saw a bunch of parallels to, some of the problems on the reef in that they're largely invisible and also super foundational. Um, and she's doing a lot better. Thank you for asking. I mean, she's not the same, just like a restored coral reef. She's different, um, but she's doing better. So maybe there's hope there. Well, it's, it's just uh, riveting to, to read, uh, you know, not just the scientific information that you impart, but about, you know, the personal, uh, saga and and you know our, our hearts go out to her and you and uh, just keep us posted and keep keep on going because I, I think this is the the positive stuff that we need and uh, you know especially now coming out of I say coming out of COVID let's hope right. we are and uh, moving ahead because uh, you know we got to get positive here yeah we do we do hope you know that's what moves us forward and 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 I think there is hope there's definitely hope um, and, and yeah, we just got to keep looking at that, that side of things because otherwise, you know, it's what pushes us forward. So thank you for, um, uh, Julie Burwell, author of the life on the rocks. We thank you so much. Take care now. I'm grateful to you for the interview. Thank oh, you. No problem. <laughs> See you later. Okay. Bye-bye, Steve. Bye.